0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. The wait is finally over and sport is back on Now TV. It's lights out and away we go! Where you can watch Sky Sports, Premier Sports and BT Sport together and all without a contract. What a fantastic part. So whether there's a day, week or whole month of action you just can't miss, you can now stream the lot. Oh, it's a fabulous goal! This is your sport on your terms. Search Now TV Sports to find out more. 18 plus content streamed via internet. Full terms apply.
1: Right, dad? Hot. Hot.
2: Hot. So hot. It's hot today. It's really hot. Right,
1: well that's the end of the podcast. Thank you everyone (laughs) for listening. This is the
2: hot podcast. (laughs) The hot cast. (laughs) Yeah, it is hot though, isn't it?
1: It's very hot.
2: And all those people going out now, aren't they? This lockdown thing's just breaking down, I think.
1: The Hampstead Heath yesterday was mad.
2: Mum said it was busier than in the of summer.
1: Yeah, but that's because people are usually at the pub.
2: Yeah, the pub or school or work.
1: And exactly, they're all on furlough or mm. not working from home.
2: Yeah. Anyway, I was happy- mad
1: yesterday. I tried to find a spot to sit down in to do my therapy on the phone because I was doing therapy. Because, you know, Mental Health Awareness Week, yeah. you know, yeah. therapy is good um everyone should be able to afford it unfortunately not everyone can but we'll come on to that so I was trying to find a spot to do my therapy and I walked and walked and walked and walked and walked and and there was not there's not a spot on Hampstead Heath where I could sit and not be heard by other people so I ended up just walking for the whole session
2: wow Mm. well yeah happy mental health awareness week
1: happy mental health awareness week I mean I find these weeks a bit silly
2: well, yes and no. I think I mean the mental health campaign has definitely benefited from having these days and weeks and um, and I mean like this week I've done so many of these kind of you know events and online talks and that sort of stuff. There's, there's and, it, and and I've definitely noticed the kind of way the language around it has changed, and that's a good thing. So I agree with you. I think most days, you know, when you see it's this, that, and the other day, but I do think these mental health awareness weeks have served a good purpose.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially right now. But I do feel it's like, well, we're gonna have all of this momentum, and then at the end of it, what's being done? Well, I tell by you, at the end, government
2: at the end of this, it's not momentum you're gonna be talking about. You're gonna be talking about a tsunami of.
1: Yeah, but it's it's need. kind of like the thing with you know it's Thursday. We're gonna clap tonight it's the thing of like you know we'll all clap for the nhs but actually the nhs is incredibly underfunded people in politics will do hashtag mental health awareness week thinking Mm. they're so like on trend and that's what they have to do but what are they actually doing
2: yeah i must admit the clapping i'm getting not fed up with it but it's like i do feel that the government uh they're very exploitative about the whole thing that it's like you know they're Those shots of Johnson coming out and Hancock, and I know they, in a sense, they've got to do it, but yeah, you know, I don't know if you saw Prime Minister's Questions where Johnson, on the one hand, going on about all these nurses and who saved his life, and then the next thing, absolutely slapping them in the face Mm. in terms of the
1: making them pay, bereavement
2: stuff, and 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 also yeah, making pay for treatment and all that. So I think that, and the clapping, I think, has become almost like a a bit of a replacement for. Them doing what they actually need to do. And I'll tell you, I'm really worried about this. The, I just don't think the government of the capacity, the in, inability to deliver on stuff seems to be pretty chronic.
1: Yeah. You keep saying these new
2: targets we, and yeah, they're just not we, meeting them.
1: I know, but we talk about this every week. And it's I I, honestly, we know this is happening. It's, it's kind of it's hard for people to constantly be digesting this. Cause you, are you through
2: with coronavirus?
1: No, but we know that this is happening. There's nothing someone like I can do, there's barely anything someone like you can do about it. And it is; it gets really frustrating and upsetting. I think going back to the clapping and the way that not people like Boris Johnson clap, but people like us, normal people, um, will clap, is I actually have observed that on Thursdays, after the clap on our street, everyone like stays out for a bit because they just want some kind of interaction with people in their community. And there are a few people who obviously want to... Maybe they are on their own Mm. or haven't seen anyone all day, haven't had a... A conversation that's been interesting so i want to have a chat with with a new person and i think for that reason it is nice but then it's like well the purpose of it is to clap for the nhs the nhs is kind of is being abused right now by the government so it, it feels it feels really weird i mean how long are we going to do it for that's a good point we're going to clap because this is going to go on forever hmm. not forever but a long time we're going to clap every thursday It might be busy one day
2: <laughs> I think I think maybe when people start genuinely to go back to some sort of normality, maybe it won't happen. But I keep, I actually just went out to get the the headphones to do this, but i to get it from the car, and somebody said, "See you, we bagpipes later, mate." It's like, and I'm thinking, "Oh God, I've got to do it every week now." Not that I ever need an excuse to play my bagpipes, as you know.
1: Yeah, but it is. It's funny because I actually the last few weeks and I've nearly forgotten. And then mum's come and rung the bell.
2: Or you've heard the pipes.
1: Or I've heard the pipes. (laughs) And then I rush out because I keep forgetting because every day, I mean, I don't know, it's Thursday today. Mm. That is a big problem,
2: this thing about the days, isn't it? Mm. And that's the other reason why football, feminism and everything in between, you need football in your life. You need to know it's game day.
1: Or you need feminism and periods because that's a really good way to know the month.
2: Yeah. 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 It's
1: a really good, the, the period, right, which yeah. is when a woman or someone what who bleeds, it is. they bleed once a that. month for a few days. And you and bled in Tesco's honestly,
2: the other day or Marks and Spencer's.
1: M&SQ. A man yeah. stopped me and told me I'd leaked. It's, Mum yeah. thought that was quite rude, but I thought it was quite nice.
2: You thought, you thought he was being rude?
1: Mum thought it was rude that he had told me, but actually it was quite, he didn't do it in a rude way. He was like, by the way, you've got, like, it was bad. It was like a crime scene. For God's <laughs> sake, what
2: were you wearing?
1: I was wearing baby pink trousers. Really expensive. Not mm. expensive, but like Adidas. No, and I, really saw the nice. scene.
2: I saw the scene where you were... Yeah. You know. Anyway,
1: thank God for my mother because no, she got no. it out.
2: No, no, I was just sort of shaking my head. Anyone saying.
1: listening, if you don't know this, if you have a kid or someone has periods of blood, my mum says you should never wash blood out with hot water, always cold water. And mm. it came out, all came out. Okay. Mm. Gallons yeah, the, the, of
2: blood. Actually, the hysteria calmed quite quickly that day. I thought that was good.
1: What was the hysteria? It was just normal.
2: Periods are so normal. No, it wasn't like the period. The, the hysteria about the trousers.
1: Well, I was annoyed because this is the thing. You have no understanding of what it's like to just be living your life and suddenly realise that you're gushing with blood, wearing your favourite pair of underwear and your favourite pair of trousers and you were in a queue that was like an hour and a half long to get into Marks and Spencers. And then I was like, you know what, because I called... Idrissa, my boyfriend, and I said what had happened. He was like, just come home, we'll go to the shops later. And I was nearly in M&S, so I was like, no, I'm just going to go in. So I walked she around stays. the shop with this blood, because def- I'm was i a defiant person, well, and I'm well, a bit that. of a, uh, of what's the word? Rebel. No, no, what's the word? Attention um, seeker. The, what's the word I'm looking for? is <laughs> attention seeking. Um, what? Oh, d- you know, you always say this about me.
2: But me, I People
1: was... who who love like to show off about themselves.
2: Narcissists.
1: No, no, no. Ugh. What? Oh, you always call me this word. It'll
2: well, come to you later. Carry on. I always say you've got as the attention-seeking dis- disorder.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do.
2: Yeah.
1: As, but also such fun to be around.
2: You are good fun to be around. You've been very good fun during most of it. You, you can be a bit kind of snappy with your old man and stuff.
1: With your old man. Me. With you? Yeah. A
2: <laughs> little bit. How? Well, like this morning when you, you know, you spilt a cup of coffee on your leg because there was a washing basket at the way of the door. <laughs> and it's like, I said, why did you do that? it was like, you just sort of lost it with me. Because why did
1: you ask me why I did that? I didn't purposely try and spill hot, boiling hot coffee down my leg. I didn't do it for fun. Well,
2: no, you didn't do it for fun. That's like, you... And then, that, then you sort of switch into just a bit grumpy. You know what I'm going to
1: say to that? Like, you, say you so find that? it so frustrating when people say... Why do you have mental health? Do you remember when Jeremy Hunt said to you, Why does Alice Campbell have mental health issues? Yeah. It's exactly the same. No, it's not. Like when I, I spilt coffee to no, myself. it's really not.
2: <laughs> it's so not the same. It's so not anyway, the same. Anyway,
1: Mental Health Awareness Week. Let's talk about your mental health. How is it?
2: Oh, I've had a bit of a dip this week, haven't I? The last two days have been bad. Don't know why. Just been sort of, you know, pff, can't, just can't be bothered about anything. I've been quite. I've been a bit better today. Mum made me go with her yesterday. We went swimming in the Serpentine first thing, half five. Shadow. That was good. I, I like that. We went again today, although we did a bit, a bit of a bit of an error today. I think we took the dog. Oh God. So we took the dog, and the plan was I would swim first. Mum would take the dog for a walk. She'd come back. I'll be with the dog. But the dog just it wouldn't leave. You know how much dog loves me. Doesn't want to be so. The, just kept tr- trying to get back. And then Ditto when we when we saw she was a a bit confused by the whole thing. And also it's not like the Heath. I mean the Hyde Park's got some beautiful trees by the way. Tree of the day today was an absolute stonker. But you can't really let the dogs quite a lot of sort of stuff going There's on.
1: Roads. There. It's full of there roads. Are
2: roads. There are lots of bikes, a few horses around there.
1: Yeah.
2: A lot of swans. So Skye wasn't really enjoying it as much as he enjoys oh, the, bless the heath. Little, sky.
1: Bless, bless, little bless. sausage sky. So
2: with the serpent swimming in the serpentine was nice. And it really, you know, I don't know why they can't open the Lido. If They've they, got if, a
1: lot of pressure on them.
2: Yeah, well, the people there, and I get all the stuff about, you know, this thing about, somebody said to mum that, you know, the reason is that the lifeguards wouldn't be able to give mouth-to-mouth resuscitation because of the coronavirus. Is, and, and I don't know if that's true or not, but, I mean, that goes for any day of the week. Anywhere. What about, you know, on a train?
1: So, yeah, but it's much less likely. You don't have lifeguards on trains.
2: You don't, but I mean... You le-
1: legally have to have lifeguards by pools and okay, ponds. Okay, right, and I've never well, ever... Well, they're s- lifeguards at the Serpentine. No. Oh, that's bad.
2: Well, it's probably because it's a voluntary club. It's a private club, isn't it? I don't know.
1: Right, Anyway, it was nice.
2: I really enjoyed it. And um, it was nice just sort of feeling the water again. Um, so my main- why has my mental health dipped a bit? I, th- I don't know. I think it might be cyclical. Like period, like period. Yeah, I haven't used to think that about my depressions. You know, it was like sight. It was it, they used to come around at the same times of year, and so at the moon might be that. It might just be this thing's going on a bit too long. I also think it get it, it really gets. It's interesting. We're doing this at the time the government's doing the briefing. I, I can't watch them anymore. They're just doing my head in. You know, the, the lying, the the fiddling of the figures, the sort of constant, you know, ramping up and straining. try I keep every,
1: that still? you're moving your hand loads so like hold it there okay. All right. so okay.
2: it's not moving yeah. yeah so those government briefings do my head in um, anyway it's fine I'll be fine don't you worry about me I
1: remembered the word exhibitionist do I say that yeah it just says it a lot
2: I don't think you're an exhibitionist
1: dad I'm a stand up
2: yeah, but that's, that's, your, that's what you do for a living. That's fine. Yeah,
1: exhibitionists. No, an aww.
2: exhibitionist to me is, you're a bit, you're, you're very loud. Um, that's, you know, so you are, you're, you're, your voice, you've got two parents who are actually quite softly spoken. But we mm, can I hear, think
1: people would disagree with that.
2: We can hear from you, we can hear you from a hundred yards off. Good. Um, you're...
1: So you can never be caught having sex?
2: You love having, <laughs> you love being the centre of attention. I uh, exhibitionism. No, I don't, I don't think agree. Cool. I think you're a bit of a narcissist. That's not the same as exhibitionism. But you're also very nice to other people. You're a very good friend. That's really important I don't think
1: I'm a narcissist. That's really horrible. Donald Trump's a narcissist. I'm not a narcissist. No, you're not.
2: You're an exhibitionist. Okay. Yeah, I
1: I'm that. aware of my sort of attention You're loud seekiness. and proud. Loud it's and not, proud. It's not like unaware. No. I'm writing something at the moment, which I can't announce what it is, but it's very big and exciting, huge, huge thing. <laughs>
2: Am I allowed to tell anybody? I mean, I've, I've not told anybody. No,
1: you can't tell anyone. No, okay. no, not until I announce it. But I've been thinking about when I was younger and when we had those protesters outside our house. And I have this really vivid memory of this one woman and she had a visor on and she had big curly hair. And they had, like, Tupperwares full of, like, sandwiches that they'd brought. on. I was just thinking, like, to say, like, how fucking weird is that that people made a packed lunch to come and protest outside our house?
2: Did they offer you the sandwiches?
1: No, but I offered them water. You didn't? Why? did. Just got to wait till you, till you, you hear about my project.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember um, Audrey, mum's mum, your grandma. Getting angry at them. She used to get really angry at them. She, then she'd sort of say, do you want a cup of tea? <laughs> and that was a journalist. She used to say to the journalist outside there, do you want a cup of tea? But it's
1: funny because I was thinking, like, where, they were there all day. They'd come really early and they'd stay all day. Like, I'd go to school and I'd come back from school and they were still there. Where did they pee?
2: I don't know. Maybe they went up like the Heath. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Took it in turns. Yeah. I don't know. The they were tannoy. What?
1: They had a tannoy. Yeah. They had a little microphone. Uh,
2: what was that chant they used to do? Campbell. Oh, tell me. Uh, oh, Christ. Campbell, Campbell. Stop the lies. <laughs> Iraqi children pay the price.
1: That oh, was God. That's, that's intense. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Well. So I remembered
2: it. Remember them, you know, the songs.
1: Yeah, I, I really remember that. And I, I remember. Also, I remember
2: Rory having to stop me one day. When did you remember the time when they gave you loads of pictures of, of um, they gave you loads of kids pictures of dead kids at Halabja. I don't even remember that. You came back with, um, what was her name? That Nina. No, um, lives in Luton. Lauren. Lauren. And Innis, I think maybe. Yeah. Um And they gave you these pictures. Of and and they'd said to you, ask your dad why he's doing this.
1: God, it's going to be great.
2: For Do you not remember that?
1: Mm-mm.
2: That was quite intense, and I, I I I almost got angry.
1: Yeah, it was intense. I
2: remember Rory and Rory saying, "Oh, Dad, don't don't give him the pleasure."
1: Yeah, because they were a bit older. I feel like the thing, the disadvantage I had is I really had no understanding of what was going on.
2: Mm.
1: I feel like Rory and Callum were, you know, they were in secondary school they were teenagers they definitely got it even if they didn't like really understand it but I I look back on how I would look at them and react and I remember this day with me and Lauren my friend from school we came home and we were in the living room upstairs and we were looking out on them and just sticking our middle fingers up at them because I just thought haters <laughs> and I wonder what I would have done if I was a bit older
2: Well, you mean you might have joined them
1: think i would have joined them but i think i would have maybe tried to talk to them when i was this happened when i was nine so i was like who are these fucking bitches outside my house chatting shit about my dad i'll do anything for my dad i'll batter anyone whatever you come at me i'll fight you (laughs) but i think if i was a bit older it would have been different Mm. but what i was going to say about that is um this i'm sort of thinking about like how moments of that inf- for, this, for the
2: project for the project that you can't talk about can't
1: talk about. how moments of that informed my anxiety, and I think that was that was definitely where it shifted where I became really protective of you and didn't want I always just used to have these really irrational thoughts that you were going to get killed and that I wouldn't be able to stop it and i got and I, I've always been quite obsessed with you and mum dying not in a positive like I don't want you to die I want you to never die. <laughs> <laughs> but I th- but I've been trying to sort of think about where that started, and I think that was definitely, and then also you know you, you getting death threats and all of that stuff. It definitely makes me really anxious, and I feel. That's funny. I remember
2: the, when I did those the, when I did that weird kind of national tour in when I left Number Ten years ago. and I don't know what age you were then; you were still quite young, and I did a thing at the Festival Hall. I remember you being really upset by some woman shouting at me.
1: Mm, it used to really upset me. Yeah,
2: whereas I think the boys kind of quite liked a bit of aggro. Well, I wonder, wonder Rory, what it was. Rory, that night, I remember, Rory was, he said he was sitting behind Rod Little and he really wanted to smack him one. Why? Because he didn't like him because he's a right wing twat.
1: Oh yeah, he's that that twat mm. in the Times.
2: Sunday Times, I think he writes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm glad he didn't because you don't don't give those people pleasure.
1: Yeah, but it is hard. Like it is, it's funny when you talk about that and like the boys definitely would have been more aggro, I was younger, but I feel like if I was Rory or Callum's age, when all of that was happening, I would have been really aggro. Cause I definitely developed such a spiky temper from it because I was always on high alert. That if anyone said something about you or about our family, I would be ready to fight them.
2: Clan Campbell. Yeah. Mm.
1: But just Taurus energy, you know. I'm a Taurus, like a bull.
2: Is that Taurus? Does that mean Does that mean anything? That stuff.
1: I'm a bull. I have I have sort of but bullish is everybody energy. Everybody is Taurus, a bull. Well, all of the ones I know are. Yeah. Stubborn, bullish, kind of. Is is that headstrong? Yeah. thing.
2: Well, you sound that.
1: Um, but I've been think I've just been thinking about it loads and about how.
2: So. Protective oh, okay. I always was of you. Yeah. As a kid. <laughs> and then that's carried on. look, because there was that that uh, Trump demo. That was hilarious, that was.
1: Oh, my God, that's the best video ever. If it was a video? Well, I told you. Okay, so i tell the story. So we were at the Trump demo when Trump had come to London. And it was me and my friend Alice Skinner, who's an amazing artist. Yeah,
2: who did some great things with the People Vote. Yeah. And me and Mum and Miriam and Nick Clegg.
1: Yeah. So it was Dad and Nick Clegg were the sort of notable people that people were noticing. We were walking through Trafalgar Square. Yeah. And some little guy with, like, an emo haircut, he had this fringe that sort of covered most of his face. Really, like, sort of weedy guy who's proper emo was was going at you. And me and Alice, I think me and Alice had had, like, a few gin and tonic cans as well on the protest. And we just like went at him and I was like, don't you fucking talk to my dad like that. Fuck off, fuck, like shut up basically. And he was like, no, you shouldn't be fucking here. You shouldn't be here. And I was like, get the fuck out of my face. Get the fuck out of my face. And you were just staring at me, I laughing. Anyway, like months later, I am not tell you this story. No. I was doing a gig. Yeah. And this girl came up to me after the gig and she was like, my dad saw you at that march shouting at this guy and like, he's got a video of it. And I was like, can you get me the video? <laughs> And she sent me a video, and it's annoying because it only has sound for half of it. So I've got the video, but the sound cuts out. But it's so funny because <laughs> it's like me and Alice, and we're just like properly sticking on this guy.
2: <laughs> no, I think because I think it's funny because I mean, you know, Nick Clegg said a... it was interesting actually walking through, wasn't it? Because we were both getting grief from different sorts of people.
1: I know, but that's what was sort of yeah, because it was different generations. So, like, Nick Clegg...
2: He was getting tuition fees and I ...would was have getting had Iraq.
1: people more my age... Yeah. ...getting angry at him. But well, yeah. even though that guy... Well, that emo was, was about, your age, he wasn't he? He was young. He was young.
2: Yeah. Now, I remember that because he was saying, what the f- what fucking right have you got to be here? And I said, what, like, am I sort of part of Donald Trump's team? Is that what you're telling me? And I, and I actually said, well, I'm actually just on my way to dinner with my friend Nick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we've actually... We weren't meant to be coming to the protest. We no, just we've had, had come come really through through a nice crowd square... <laughs>
2: And then, you. you were, I was proud of you that night. I remember Miriam afterwards saying, God, that must be so horrible for Grace. I said, She's loving it.
1: Yeah, but also, surely her kids will get that.
2: Yeah, they must get a bit of it. Yeah.
1: It's, it's interesting because I feel like you basically have to have all of your guards up at all times. Mm.
2: You do invent things like that. Because, as you say, if that ad kicked off and that guy who you met, whose dad was filming it, you just need to, you know. It's just out there straight away, isn't it? You just kick. it. Yeah,
1: off. but you have to... That's the thing. You have to really watch what you do. And, like, we, after that, when I told Alice... No, it wasn't even that. After that happened, Alice was like, oh, my God, someone's going to film it. It's going to go on the internet. Like, we look fucking nuts. Because we were just, like, screaming at this guy. And we kept Googling it and <laughs> Googling it to see if it was on Twitter. And no one had shared it. And then we got this video, and it was just such a funny video. But... It is really, like... Well, right, they
2: don't look cool, though. They just stay cool. Just totally cool.
1: You looked cool, yeah. But that, <laughs> but that's, I guess, the big difference. is like, I've seen you when you lose your cool, and then I have to calm you down. Like, at the um, the day after the EU referendum, you know, with that guy Hayden. From, oh, yeah. And you were going to, like, fight him. And if I hadn't been there... There have been multiple occasions where I'm like, God, thank God you had a daughter who loved nepotism and just (laughs) clinging on to you because otherwise you would have gotten into some right scraps
2: Mm. maybe i wouldn't i didn't realize he was a comedian that was the thing
1: no no i had no clue you didn't know no and then i found out
2: i thought you knew him no he was quite funny
1: it was funny but yeah it was that was just a very high tension day yeah but I think, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it is, I've um, been thinking loads about like what makes people so, I guess it's like defensive and like good at keeping cool in situations. And I feel like maybe I inherited this from you, but maybe you, but you're sort of, you're not always like this, but it's sometimes people just blow your fuse mm. and you can't control when that's happened, mm. but it, it can be, it can go really wrong.
2: Yeah, it doesn't happen that often these days, but yeah, no, there's been times definitely I've gone off too far.
1: Mm. Yeah. But that's why, you know, without that, we wouldn't have Malcolm Tucker, so <laughs> congratulations.
2: <laughs> so how is your loving with Starmer at PMQs going? Did you sit down 12 o'clock yesterday? And give it I didn't
1: sit down at 12 o'clock. What I actually did was afterwards, I watched it, I watched some clips from it, mm. just to see how his hair was looking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the lots in the papers were saying that they didn't think he did as well i thought listen he's he's deaf johnson just decided yesterday i'm going to shout a lot louder even though there's not much of a crowd and it was just back to his sort of what he is i think i really noticed by the way in some of the lot of the foreign media that i'm reading is how much people are pinning these four people together uh trump Putin, Bolsonaro, Johnson as the sort of four worst performing leaders on Who's COVID, Bolsonaro? Brazil. Right. Where Brazil's like off the scale because he's just at the start refusing to acknowledge it was even anything other than sort of a bad cold. Wow. Um, and that's the league we're in and it's shameful. Mm. I feel ashamed that we're sort of in that league now.
1: What are the numbers like in Russia?
2: Well, they're bad and that's even the, you know, that's the, the numbers that they publish.
1: Yeah. Let alone... So the it's basically the pattern is all of these shit Right-wing deluded men, men mm. who are denying that yeah. any of this is real, or well, especially at the beginning. At the well, at, beginning. at the beginning, oh for were. sure, yeah. And you know, the what did Johnson of that say? We we'll will send,
2: we'll send the virus packing.
1: I mean, squash the sombrero. So so stupid.
2: Mm. So you know, the other day there was something about one of Boris Johnson's daughters. To do with a bag or clothes or something. She I did mean, an so. article in Vogue. Right. So how did you feel about that? Because I, I, I don't, I, I sort of, I sort of, I, I can't stand Johnson, as you know, and I think he's a charlatan. I don't think he should be prime minister. But I wouldn't ever get sort of lay into no. his kids and stuff. No,
1: I, and I don't so. think, I don't think you should. I mean, like,
2: but people did on that, didn't they?
1: Yeah, but people do. But people did with us and people did with you know that happens across the board so obviously I feel like you can sympathize with them and also I feel like Boris Johnson's he's pretty estranged from those kids that's what's quite sad I don't think he has much of a relationship with them so it's unfair to take out all of the anger that people have on him on these kids that he doesn't really have much of a relationship with and he's treated like shit from what we can see on the outside but I also feel like like if I met them, and I have met his daughters before, but if I met them now, I wouldn't refrain from telling them how much of a twat I thought their dad was. With, with, with in the same sentence, being like, I know that's not a reflection on you, because that's something that has been an ongoing thing for me, is that people will presume that I'm just a extension of your arm.
2: Mm. Well, you actually know, touched my leg? Is it leg. Your leg? It's a joke.
1: It's a really bad joke. It Is stick, it? stick to politics. Love.
2: Okay. Yeah, you
1: know, Joking. Yeah. I think it's really hard. You know, like with those. Remember that video of Jacob Rees-Mogg's kids when mm. they were being abused on the street, and that was really sad because they're like really young children. They haven't done anything wrong, and it's just, it, it's it's unfair and it, it's kind of embarrassing and pathetic to like bully a child because mm. of how you feel about their parents. For me. Wait until they've grown up and then see what they turn out so to what, be. Hanging and around then, his 80th birthday. No, and then, you know if they turn out to be continuations of the Rees smog clan, then you can say whatever you want. But I think when they're a kid and they haven't, they don't even know what politics is. They don't mm. know what's going on.
2: Yeah, gratitude list.
1: A gratitude. How do you say that in German?
2: Die Dankbar, Dankbarkeit, Dankbarkeit.
1: How do you say it in French?
2: La gratitude.
1: La gratitude, et, accord, accord, et j'adore. Yeah. Moi.
2: Is it gratitude?
1: I don't know.
2: I'm Should not you? getting that wrong. Look it up first, and then we'll do it again. Well, no. no it's it's I'm been not...
1: recorded now, so I'm afraid. Okay, my first gratitude. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Can I guess?
2: Yeah.
1: Is it something to do with French?
2: Close. German. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is it?
1: so for your birthday which is tre do bientôt bientôt um my mother fiona bought you a very professional and serious german course cuz you did german at university mm-hmm. but you've kind of fallen off
2: yeah
1: and have you been doing it
2: i've been doing it madly wow so i've got um i've got an online tutor in leipzig called andrea and i've been doing yeah, a couple of hours a day.
1: How's it feeling?
2: It's good. It's reminding me that I really liked German when I was doing it at school.
1: Is it? Do you feel it's all there?
2: No, I feel a lot of it. I'm having to relearn a lot of it's there. Um, but the course is good. It's the Goethe Institute, and you just do all these exercises online. And then I also, she says, and, and she, I, I, um, she's, she's got fifty students in different parts of the world. And she said to me yesterday, I'm certainly the one who sends the most emails, asking for, <laughs> <laughs> asking for you know, what about this word, what about that word, and how do I say this. And, um, but it's good. I'm really enjoying it.
1: That's very good. Also
2: ich bin sehr dankbar, dass ich, dass deine Mutter das als Geburtstagsgeschenk gekauft hat.
1: Okay. Es freut mich. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so will you go on holiday to Germany after this is over?
2: Maybe, yeah, maybe.
1: J'adore Berlin. Yeah, Berlin's great. Berlin's so cool.
2: So that's the first gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think I would say, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for the serpentine, the swimming, because as La you natation. know,
1: I've
2: been really missing the Lido. I've been missing that a lot and the lido's still shut but so mum and I have been down to the Serpentine a couple of times and then I think third I'm going to go we've now got to the end of the Eddy.
1: Oh j'adore.
2: Mm, merci j'adore.
1: J'adore. Good ending. The soundtrack of the Eddy is so mm. cool. I've been listening to it so much.
2: So that that and, and it was um, it was very French very sort of chic sexy.
1: Oh, it was just amazing.
2: Uh, the relationship was really good. Quite complicated. And
1: I just thought it was so real. I mm. thought there were so many scenes. It was so real, even though it was doing a lot. Like, it's about... There's so many people in it and so many storylines. But it's really well done. Um, okay, Fini. Mine is... Um, mine are, sorry, mm. for the, the gramophobes. Um... I think first of all, music. Mm-hmm. I know you think I'm very unmusical and untalented at music, but no, I
2: think you can't play an instrument and you turn deaf. But
1: yeah, yeah, but I've got yeah. a great taste in music.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've been listening to so much music, and David Rodigan, who's one of my favourite reggae DJs, does a show on.
2: Um, Remember how excited you were when you saw you followed me on Twitter.
1: You're so excited, still am. You were so excited about. He's that. one of my favourite people. So he does a show every Sunday. We just grab
2: my phone and send him a few DMs.
1: I think I've tried that. No, I actually once went up to him at a concert and I said, oh, "I'm such a big fan of yours," and I actually think you follow my dad on Twitter. And he literally looked at me like, "Who is this little bitch? Go away!" And my friend has it all on video. <laughs> it was that a Conics concert? <laughs> anyway, so he does a show every Sunday and it's two hours long. So I slowly make my way through it and discover it's always new music, and I discover all this new music. And then, where's his show? It's on Radio 1 Extra, BBC. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Every Sunday, five till seven. Okay. So you'll, you'd love it. Mm. You'd love it. Um, so I'm really, just really enjoying that because it's helping me concentrate, helping me work. Um,
2: Do you know who I've been listening to a lot of?
1: Dolly Parton. Mm. I knew you were going to say that. How did you know that? Because you li- you've been listening to the podcast about her. Yeah. Her music is, I mean, amazing. Yeah.
2: Have great. you listened
1: to her new stuff?
2: I'm listening to lots of her stuff.
1: Have you listened to Blue Smoke?
2: Yeah.
1: It's one of the best songs. Yeah. Makes me so happy, that song. Um, and I Will Always Love You, of course. Originally of written by course, her. Of
2: course, yeah. And then Whitney mm. took it to...
1: That, did you listen to that in the podcast when she talked yeah, about that? Yeah,
2: yeah. Some so, great stuff in that podcast. She
1: basically said, which is why I love Dolly Parton, she was like, I don't care if you sing it and get all the credit, just as long as I get the money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe I'll say Dolly Parton. She's amazing on social media. mm She's got this whole Dollywood and she's just always posting. Do you know what's really
2: interesting as well about how, you, you know, she's been with the same guy like forever. No one knows anything, no about, anything him. about him. anything about him. Anything. That's quite cool.
1: It's really interesting. But also she writes all these love songs about like heartbreak mm. and, and actually she's been with this guy for like 50 years. <laughs> but, but I think he runs her business. I think he's like a businessman. Right. But he's never been seen.
2: Doesn't go to her gigs? Never. No. It's really interesting.
1: Really interesting. Okay, take Dolly. That's good. Yeah, I love Dolly. Dolly's a great one. And listening to Dolly some music, um, and then I'll say my third one was I did this. Re- you know Angela Scanlon. You Ooh. know her. Really lovely Irish. Irish. Yeah. Um I did an Instagram live with her last night, and it was so fun and nice. And actually, we spoke about you because she was. T- She's got a kid, and the kid's like two. And she was saying, actually, this period is really nice for her because it's forced her to stop working. Mm. And she thinks she's a bit of a workolic. And she was talking about how work addiction is the only addiction where other people reward it. So, like, mm. people in your life, if you're mm. doing really well, they'll just say, that's amazing, that's amazing. So you never feel you have to stop. And I thought it was really interesting Then we were talking about you because I think you've had work addiction in your life. And the thing I'm grateful for, which I'm finally coming on to, is that I don't think I have that. I think I love work and I love kind of doing things, being, feeling like I'm on the right yeah, track, yeah, making yeah. money, but I'm so good at switching off and mm, having time off. Mm.
2: No, I'm not good at that.
1: You're not good at that. I was saying this, I was like to Angela, every time I see you, you're like, well, I've just written six blogs, one book, five million tweets and blah, blah, blah. What yeah, that's have That's not done? work.
2: That's not work. It is. Best thing on Twitter this week has been the...
1: Uh, bagpipe violin. The
2: bagpipe violin.
1: Kathy
2: Newman. Oh, do you know what I think it was when Scott Brown came out for me? Celtic win the title and then Scott Brown comes out for me like that. And then Joey Barton comes out for me. Ian Blackford came out for me.
1: Wow, really? What about Nicola?
2: No. No, Nicola didn't. Oh. Uh, Emily Thornberry came out for Kathy. Mm. Welcome.
1: Yeah, I mean... You're welcome. It doesn't make much
2: difference, does it? Uh, no, it's been good fun. Good. I All think right. been a was a bit shocked by my determination.
1: Oh yeah, but she shouldn't have been. It's perfectly <laughs> obvious that you're gonna. I mean, I've met. I've been sending the link to a Twitter poll. Oh yeah, to all my friends, <laughs> and I'm like, can you just please vote in this? It really means a lot to my dad. You know, he's once the second most powerful cu- person in the country, and now he's just really obsessed with this Twitter poll. And like, whether or not he's really good at playing bagpipes, it's hilarious. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Kathy's good though.
1: She's really good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Goodbye, everyone.
2: Right, well, listen. It was lovely to talk to you again, Grace. Yeah, you
0: too. Um, Nice to see you, Dad. See you at the top. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.